Well, we did happen to see uh, a couple good movies. We saw some good movies. Good horror movies. Two good horror movies. Back to back. The Conjuring 2. Which I enjoyed. That was our Now in Theaters uh, review that we're going to do. And then Hush. A movie called of Hush. Which is a streaming on Amazon. And, and Netflix. And no, Netflix. Ne- yeah, both. Ne- okay. I think both. And damn, it's scary and good. We'll it's scary and good and it. very cool indie horror, like working with what you got. Yeah. You don't have a $20 million budget and you can make a movie that's scarier or more suspenseful and more gripping than a movie of a larger budget with a bigger cast and not famous like numbers no i mean well let's let's talk about these now so uh hush is directed by mike flanagan who did a a few other he did oculus yeah which i didn't like he did a couple other uh horror films and um his wife kate siegel is the star uh, star and the other uh lead actor is john gallagher jr who is also in 10 cloverfield lane he plays emmett in that and the the so kate seagal what's her name in the the character maggie maggie maggie, maggie i guess maddie maddie maddie, maggie, maddie or maggie Maggad. she's deaf she's she lives in this kind of cabin she's yeah. a writer she's a writer she writes novels yeah and she's 100% deaf. She lives by herself in the in a cabin in the woods. Pretty isolated. Yeah, you could say it's isolated. She has a neighbor that could that walks to her place. Right. So she lives within walking distance of someone. How long that walk is, we aren't never sure of. Yeah. But it's so. But it's still out in the forest. It's a forest setting, which is always creepy to me. I mean, like uh, that. It just feels so much more vulnerable than being alone in a city to me. I don't know. Maybe. Well, kind like, of. Yeah. I mean, in the city, you like people are always so worried about crime, but in the woods or in the forest, if there is crime, there's no you can't reach anybody or yeah. You make a phone call, take the police x amount of time, and if you're by yourself and you're deaf, you know it's not exactly the safest set up for by alone with a pet cat yeah yeah and no weapons or self-defense or anything but she's very smart and savvy as we find out we find out that her like writing methods help her in what in what ends what uh, happens to be the dramatic conclusion of the film true oh right yeah it's true yeah that's what happens so her her good script did he wrote the script did he write it she wrote it with him oh the two of them wrote it it it's a good script and it's really cool because they're able to keep it in one location man yeah it's a one location script with four actors and it's suspenseful and gripping Mm -hmm. and scary and at sometimes gory but like i liked it a lot more than some of these movies you go see in theaters over the summer horror movies you know i was genuinely scared by this film i mean so her friend comes over and sees her and what's well, a neighbor have, it's a neighbor it's and they neighbor. sets up that she's deaf and everything and and then she uh, reads the book and says she really liked the book yeah she has a novel the the deaf woman right and the neighbor comes says oh i really like the book you did such a good job and she was like cooking dinner and like burns dinner yeah so we know she's a bad cook she's a bad cook <laughs> or and the fire alarm goes off which right. is important for later in the movie and then uh you find out that she's writing another book and she's got writer's block yeah. And then she also has like seven different endings that you can't decide which one. Right. And her friend, the neighbor, invites her to come over and she's like, no, nah, I'm going to finish working on my new book. I'm a writer's block, blah, blah, blah. 
there's an ex-boyfriend in the midst who they mention and kind of like other. she finds out that he tried to contact her and she tried to contact she him. She kept hanging up on kept him. Calls him yeah. and then hangs up on him. She tries to Facetime and then and then he calls back and we Doesn't don't get see, but which is a good plot point because you don't know whether he's going to show up at some point. You don't yeah, know it's who very he banal is. stuff, but at the same time, you think it could play a part into right. like what the goings on later yeah. kind of thing and she has a skype call with her sister yes. who can speak and has hearing and is signing with her over the phone right and so at, at after some time after the cooking is done and everything uh the neighbor comes rushing back to the window screaming and knocking on the window let and me she, in, doesn't let me in. she doesn't hear because she's cleaning up the kitchen right and after dinner and literally at the door of the kitchen is her bloody neighbor knocking and screaming. And then it cuts to her with no volume in the shot, which Mm. is really cool to give you her sort of point of view where there's banging and shouting and screaming. It's just dum-da-dum, scraping off the pan, dum-da-dum, washing the silverware. And then up behind her comes this masked man. Well, first you see her get an arrow shot. Yeah, stuck in in the back back. or shoulder. Yeah, and then a very creepy mask. Yeah, I like that mask. A mask for me, it goes a long way. Yeah. It says a lot about the creative sort of choices of the writer and director. Yeah. What the movie's like, what what the mask looks like Mm. of the fucking killer or whatever, like, antagonist creature that you're fighting against. Yeah. A good mask can become iconic. Well, remember Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. Those masks that they wear, those in masquerade it. masks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those are so they's burned into my memory because yeah, that it's was such so a creepy. Creepy scene. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. I, this mask is extremely creepy, and you see, so you see him standing at the door after mm-hmm. he's he's knifed repeatedly her. stabbed yeah. her in the stomach, which it just over Brutally. and over. Yeah, yeah. There's some gore elements in this movie, and it doesn't go over the top, but it, it stays true to sort of the world that they've set up. Yeah. So it's not like she's getting her guts cut out and like no, they're falling no, no, no. on the ground. It's not like and... Thrones gore. No, but it's like gore. sort of like, it's like scream gore. Yes. Like Drew yes, Barrymore and like it's bloody, but you believe it. You're like, yeah. oh my God, it's almost more disturbing. In like, fact, similar to that opening it is, scene. It is similar to yeah, that opening scene. In the, in the way she's by she's herself, she's being stabbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the then, mask. so he just stands there and, like, in the mask her, and yeah. watches and it's like creepy. And remember he like taps on the window yeah. and then he's sort of realizing she's she deaf. doesn't hear. Yeah. And then she's sitting with her computer and he's in the house behind her, mm-hmm. but he doesn't do anything because he's like realizing she doesn't hear. And he's starting to toy with it. Yeah, he's, he's starting to toy like with it. like getting off on it a little. Yeah. And which is creepy. Which is where this goes. He he decides he's going to toy with her. And he, she ultimately finds out because he takes her cell phone mm-hmm. and then FaceTimes her from the cell to her computer, which doesn't 100 percent no no sense. he sends her texts or pictures oh or he sends say, pictures he to, her, to computer, her computer okay and it's pictures of her in her house like a minute ago right like when she was sitting writing and yeah. it's through the window and she's starting to be like what the fuck yeah and then literally she runs to the door and like he's right there and she closes it and there's a bunch of moments like that where she gets to the door sort of right and before the windows him, and, and the window yeah and yeah and so he's like in there and he's like i could come in he's like can you read my lips and you know yeah, yeah she's like yeah i can come i could come in at any time you know so yeah, and then he says, but I'm not going to. I'm going to come in when you want to die, when you've so, like, to the point where you just want to die. So he's basically saying, I'm going to fuck with you all night. All night, yeah. And it's 
it's terrifying because you don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, it's cool, man. And there's never really a dull moment. It's really no, tr- trimmed it's the fast. fat of this movie. Well, it's only an hour 20, so it's which not even great. a full 90 minutes, which is good. I love that they did that. Good. If yeah. you don't need 90 minutes to tell the story, then fuck don't. it. Don't. Don't. <laughs> if you don't need two hours, fucking don't. Yeah. Man. Give me a good, like, I'd rather watch an 80-minute film and be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Than watch a 95-minute or fucking 100-minute film and be like, oh. They should have cut the last 20. Yeah. Yeah. That happens know, all the time. That happens all the time. So, I mean, so this goes on and gets scarier and there's a lot just, I mean, what was great about this film was just when you think there are no new tricks out there Mm -hmm. to scare you, there are. Or to raise the suspense and raise the tension. There's tension the whole time. Yeah. And even when you think, yeah, like you said, there's no other way to like make it more tense or raise the stakes. Mm -hmm. There's something that comes into play. And then there's some other things that sort of happen like in her mind later in the movie that make the tension higher. So it's a good balance between like what's happening in reality than what sort of plays out in her mind since she is deaf and she's trying to like figure out a game plan. Oh, and she she has this thing where she talks to herself in her mind. And she can hear herself yeah Yeah, and that plagues a big part in the near the end without spoiling right so without telling any more of this the plot line like watch this movie for free man are you kidding yeah it's for free it's on netflix yeah like are you kidding me if you want to just a you got nothing to do tonight watch the movie hush it's a real simple decision even if you don't like horror movies it's it's a horror movie but it's more of like a thriller thriller. Yeah. yeah it's a thriller suspense thriller that you know it's kind of a throwback to like a hitchcockian kind of thing like if you've ever bit. if you've ever seen a film or there's a film way back i think it's it's either 60s or 70s called wait wait until dark dark with audrey hepburn mm-hmm. and she plays a blind woman mm-hmm. who is basically stalked and then there's a similar scene where uh the guy comes and to kill like her in, in the house and she's blind and um it's a terrifying it's terrifying to yeah. this day um Wait until dark. I just Wait finished playing dark. a game called Until Dawn, which is a really cool horror game. <laughs> That's a, no relation. No relation, but <laughs> it's got a bunch of elements from a lot of like the classic horror movies, and it's like a teen horror movie that's played out on a PlayStation oh, really? Four that's platform. Fun. And it's a sort of choose your own adventure where the decisions you make with the people you're with, the friends and teenagers, and do you go in the door, do you go down the stairs, yeah. that type of shit, really has oh, an effect cool. on the f- yeah on the. F- on the livelihood of some of the characters and the goal is to try to keep as many of them alive till the end until dawn right 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 it's a really cool cool game i'm gonna do a review on it cool upcoming coming up just plug that uh so yeah this is a really good film it's really i mean you can testify the fact that i sat there with like a pillow over. yeah you were really more nervous than watching some of these horror movies well the thing about it is for me like the stuff that's like gory over the top slasher dude stuff i don't really get like it's more like oh Oh, sick sick. it's not like this was like genuinely terrifying like yeah this really bothered you man well because it's like a single woman yeah yeah, it could be real you're like here she is she's vulnerable she's out this cabin and it's some freaky little guy he's not like some giant jason Voorhees. he's like some Real average size. Yeah, because he guy takes his mask psycho. off. Because she says she po- she paints on the door with lipstick. I didn't see your face. I right. won't tell anyone. And he takes he his takes mask, mask off, off and says you did now. Yeah. Right, no more spoilers. Yep. But yeah, you know, I, I this is justice for me. Yeah, justice. I'd give it. 
I'd give it maybe like an 8.5. Yeah, like an 8.5 for what it is. As, yeah. a, as a streaming. As a streaming. You can't go yeah. wrong. You won't go wrong. Even if you, even if you think it starts a little slow, which I didn't because it's not that long of a I don't think movie. it starts slow at all. Yeah. But some people might. But I don't. Yeah. It, uh, it gets it to it pretty quickly. Pretty but, quick. Pretty quick. Yep. So justice on that. And then the other one, uh, the theater, the uh, the now plane that movie. we saw is Conjuring 2, which we were very excited to see. It is the sequel to the 2013 film, The 2013? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah. Took them a little bit. Oh, and, my um, God. Not even. I just feel like that movie's still new. I know. 2013. It's, uh, it's Jesus the, the continuing case files of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yep. Uh, and uh, starring, directed by James Wan, who we found out he well, he did Insidious, track he did the guy. original Conjuring, and apparently he wrote and directed the first Saw, and that was his brainchild. That was his original idea. Franchise, yeah, yeah. the whole thought Saw franchise is his brainchild. And he's doing the he's directing the new Aquaman film. Cool, yeah. So uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson, both fantastic actors. Yeah, they're good together, too. They're so good together as the Warrens. Uh, they start out the film with uh, an Amity thing, which was you know highly anticipated because, as we know, they were very involved with the Amity horror. Yeah, we should say they're real people. Yeah. It's based on, like, loosely based on some of their cases that they take up throughout the years. Ed and in Lorraine Warren in the 70s. When they were really well, investigating. During the Amityville Horror, they yep. investigated that. And that's where they start is like in the ha- Lutz's house, the Ronnie DeFeo murders. Right. And she has like a vision in the opening scene of Ronnie DeFeo going room by room and killing his family. Yep. And then she follows like one of the dead ghosts to the basement mm-hmm. and gets a vision of like this nun demon that scares the bejesus out right. of her. She like wakes up because they're in like a seance circle yep. in the house. And that's sort of how it starts. And then it cuts to merry old England. Yeah. <laughs> London calling. Yeah, they the literally do bong. that, which bugs Diggity me. Dong, dong, day. They literally play the Clash song and then they do a montage of London like in punks. the 70s, which I, I have to say, I was a little bit like, really? I mean, they did this in What a Girl Wants, too. That every like, time they <laughs> go to London, it's yeah, that, that same I was, montage. I felt like, yeah, you, you got a little We've lazy seen with that. that. Before, yeah. but, but they, I mean, and we should say, too, that there are a lot of skeptics who immediately are against the Warrens. They dispute what they're doing, what they're saying, that they're not really, their findings aren't really worth anything, that they're making it up, all of that. Yeah. There's, they go on TV shows. Where doctors are like, these guys have never found a house they didn't think was haunted. Yeah, they dispute their work. But they're, you know, they've got a lot of documented, they've got actual tapes of things happening. And this is considered one of the uh, most infamous haunting possession cases in history. In in England. And definitely in England. And they get dragged into it, and it's a house in London and Enfield, London, and. uh, a mom and her, a single mom and her kids. Her children start getting plagued by a spirit. One in particular, <laughs> one child in particular. Yeah, Janet. And uh, it's pretty freaking scary. Yeah, it was fucking pretty terrifying. Yeah. God, there were some really jump scared, yeah. jump worthy moments. And it's not as good as the first one. No. It's not good, but the first one's really good. 
The first one's like a, like as a movie on its own. It's like a nine plus movie. We yeah, loved it. I love. I, I still mean, love it. Lily Taylor stars in it. There's some really great. Well, supporting we said cast. that the supporting cast is better in the first one. Yeah, it's more interesting, and I think the story of the first one's more interesting too. Yeah, I like the original. I like the first one where it's like this witch that was like hung from a tree outside the house, and mm-hmm. there's a parents with like five little girls in this big house, and. The, you know, I, I liked the first story better. Yeah. It was sort of bigger and kind of felt like uh, more dangerous. Yeah. A little more dangerous. The build up to it was sort of better more, orchestrated yeah, and, and more slower intense. and kind of more tense. This and, one was a little draggy. There was Well, it, it gets to it pretty fast, though. It gets to the like. It gets to the British. Things happening right, fast. But the Warrens don't actually get to England to confront this plague or this ex this you know demon in the house mm-hmm. to like m- over halfway act through the movie three, like end of act, act three a- end of act two i'd say mm. that kind of thing because so there's a lot of time of like them in the states dealing with stuff right and all the stuff going on in london and i feel like the there was a you know a, a meeting sooner in the first one they got to it qu- more quickly in the first one which maybe I appreciate. they did we kind of have to go back and see it because there was a lot of pre-stuff in the first one before they get to it there's a uh, whole there's a lot of setup of that family in the house and there? yeah i just is. remember that like they are doing a conference in the first one and then the mom's outside like you gotta come to our house there's a conference in the beginning, but and then, then, a second then the second one. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of setup, but it's something about the way they did it, I think, was better. But in, nevertheless, this is still, I mean, the little girl seems to be possessed or being Well, there's haunted. more skepticism in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of skepticism by outside forces. There's one British dude who's kind of like believes them mm-hmm. um, then there's this like russian woman or french woman that does not believe it at yeah. all and she's sort of there as like the opposing side like right. she's this girl is full of it and they think that the mom's sort of putting the girl up to it to get out of the ha- crummy housing it's like government housing right. or something. well well she's applying for government housing but like so the warrens are sort of like and they've been sent by, by the, the church. church yeah and there's an incredibly scary scene before they even go there when she sees that demon again. Yeah, that nun. It's dressed up as oh. a nun. I'm yeah, it's terrifying. There's some real terrifying moments. It's worth yeah. seeing in a theater. It, it definitely is, yeah. If for especially during summer, I love good horror movies in the summer. Man. Yeah, there's something super nostalgic about it, and I feel like it's like a tradition, even more so than Halloween. Like I always watch horror movies in Halloween, right. but like new movies, like new what what I always want to know what new horror movies are coming yeah. out every yep. summer. Because they're fun to go see at night on like a summer night, yeah, and get scared and be like, "That was fun." Yeah. I love summertime horror movies. Yeah, they're I the wish best. there were still drive-ins because that that's fun. A that horror movie at the drive-in is very fun. It was yeah. I used to do that. You did you did that? Yeah, where in Detroit? Wow, I didn't know they still had. Drive-ins. They had one on Michigan Avenue in Dearborn, outside right right on the br- like edge of Detroit and Dearborn. Wow! And then it, I think it's not even open anymore. But I took my girlfriend there a couple times. I went a couple times by myself. It was awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. And I think in Canada I went a couple times. Yeah, I mean, I went as a kid in the seventies when they still existed. When it was like, but then when but they it was, were, it was the beginning of the end. It was like their that was ending. the beginning of the end. No, I mean, I think the beginning of the end was probably the sixties. Like no, the, drive-in theaters were drive-in around? theaters were gone by the eight by the time I was in high school. 
Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Because I, I didn't grow up with them like as common. Like it was sort of like a thing. There'd be one in like a county. Yeah. And people would go as nostalgia kind of thing. Like one outside the city, there's a drive-in theater and right. you can still get there. But I felt like really even in the 70s, they were not. No, the 70s, they were around. But when I in the 80s, when I was in high school, they were at least not where I grew up, they were gone. They were gone. Or I just mean, people didn't go to them. Nah, they were gone. I remember when they got rid of the one that was at Fresh Pond and they put up like a new mall. I mean, like the whole mall culture changed that. You well, know? and like drive-ins, they take up so much real right, estate right. to have... Just a movie, yeah. You know? So much real estate. They're fun though. They I used to go to them fun. as a kid. My grandpa took me to see Mortal Kombat in the nineties. <laughs> we talking about that. Yeah, they're making they're a new one, it. and James Wan is attached. Yeah, <laughs> full circle, people. Yeah, you gotta yep. love it. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. There are a lot of jump scares. There's, I mean, this nun is terrifying for what a disturbing imagery. Yeah, yeah there's so. Stuff. I mean, for those of you fellow like reformed Catholics who grew up and going to like Catholic school, just like it's really terrifying to see this nun, especially because yeah. they're so it's terrifying anyways nun. for us. Right. Um, but <laughs> it's a demon nun, and just you know, there's a lot of spooky stuff that happens that's unexpected that they really do get you with it so it's worth seeing it's worth it and it was worth the wait it's not as good as the first one yeah it's the, not it's a sequel and it is a sequel it's not gonna be it's not kind of like wow I mean the the Conjuring the first one was such a good movie yeah I left the first one being like holy shit they really just is that they really made this movie like yeah. I feel like this movie only existed 20 years 15 years ago you know what i mean and like, it was highly highly rated i think it yeah. got like a 98 on rotten tomatoes or 96 or it something it was worth it it was really like wow i can't believe they made such a good horror movie right now, contemporary horror movies usually suck balls <laughs> unless they're like independent completely and right. it just happens to be a really good script made by film you know their own filmmakers yeah i think the part of the problem was this script wasn't as good but it was good enough like definitely good enough to be a scare definitely enjoyable that's the most I mean, that's what you'll leave like the scares in this movie were cool or real too and you'll yeah you'll there's a couple moments even when i like jumped and i like ah, yeah didn't you get did me. There's, i was like oh fuck well the whole ending sequence I was tense. I was sitting literally and, and not even metaphorically I was sitting at the edge of my seat up upright just kind of with my arms like yeah you were tense clenched. it was, was cool tense. man yeah real cool so I mean I definitely give it justice I would give this one an eight yeah I give it like a seven point five eight yeah seven I'd give it an eight I think it's it's uh, I couldn't give it like a firm eight like a soft eight soft eight soft eight. Yeah. All right, soft date, folks. Soft date. Worth seeing in theaters if you don't know what to go. You want to go see a movie, have fun. Yeah, it's a fun theater going experience for sure. Absolutely. There was a p- couple times when I was pondering my navel, but that was just like <laughs> that was just <laughs> there like, were yeah for a couple <laughs> moments when the scenes they sort of string together too long or something. Yeah, sort of like, dum dee dum dum dum. Yeah, but soft date worth seeing in theaters Definitely. over the summer. A hundred percent. You won't leave the movie being like, oh, that sucks. Well, best thing about it, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are a two of my pair. favorite actors today. They're so good. Virga Farmiga. Virga Farmiga. So uh, that's it for our now playing and now streaming reviews. Dum dum. Mm-hmm.